This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. What does it look like to live into God's calling as an Asian American Christian? Stay tuned to learn more about learning our names, Asian American Christians on identity, relationships, and vocation. And by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Get in the Word with Truth's Table. Your word is truth, your word is Presented by Innervar City Press. Your word is truth, your word is the Daily Audio Bible Podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Akemeni Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes, that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading, 2 Kings chapter 16, verses 10 through 20. When King Ahaz went to meet with King Tiglath-Pileser of Assyria in Damascus, he saw the altar there. King Ahaz sent to Uriah the priest a drawing of the altar and a blueprint for its design. Uriah the priest built an altar in conformity to the plans King Ahaz had sent from Damascus. Uriah the priest finished it before King Ahaz arrived back from Damascus. When the king arrived back from Damascus and saw the altar, he approached it and offered a sacrifice on it. He offered his burnt sacrifice and his grain offering. He poured out his libation and sprinkled the blood from his peace offerings on the altar. He moved the bronze altar that stood in the Lord's presence from the front of the temple between the altar and the Lord's temple and put it on the north side of the new altar. King Ahaz ordered Uriah the priest on the large altar offer the morning burnt sacrifice, the evening grain offering, the royal burnt sacrifices and grain offering, the burnt sacrifice for all the people of the land, their grain offering, and their libations. Sprinkle all the blood of the burnt sacrifice and other sacrifices on it. The bronze altar will be for my personal use. So Uriah the priest did exactly as King Ahaz ordered. King Ahaz took off the frames of the movable stands and removed the basins from them. He took the sea down from the bronze bowls that supported it and put it on the stone pavement. He also removed the Sabbath awning that had been built in the temple and the king's outer entranceway to the Lord's temple on account of the king of Assyria. The rest of the events of Ahaz's reign, including his accomplishments, are recorded in the scroll called Annals of the Kings of Judah. Ahaz passed away and was buried with his ancestors in the city of David. His son Hezekiah replaced him as king. Isaiah chapter 17. The Lord will judge Damascus. This is an oracle about Damascus. Look, Damascus is no longer a city. It is a heap of ruins. The cities of Aurora are abandoned. They will be used for herds which will lie down there in peace. Fortified cities will disappear from Ephraim, and Damascus will lose its kingdom. The survivors in Syria will end up like the splendor of the Israelites, says the Lord of Heaven's armies. 
At that time, Jacob's splendor will be greatly diminished, and he will become skin and bones. It will be as when one gathers the grain harvest and his hand gleans the ear of grain. It will be like one gathering the ears of grain in the valley of Rephaim. There will be some left behind, as when an olive tree is beaten. Two or three ripe olives remain toward the very top. Four or five on its fruitful branches, says the Lord God of Israel. At that time, men will trust in their Creator. They will depend on the Holy One of Israel. They will no longer trust in the altars their hands made or depend on the Asherah poles and incense altars their fingers made. At that time, their fortified cities will be like the abandoned summits of the Amorites, which they abandoned because of the Israelites. There will be desolation. For you ignore the God who rescues you. You pay no attention to your strong protector. So this is what happens. You cultivate beautiful plants and plant exotic vines. The day you begin cultivating, you do what you can to make it grow. The morning you begin planting, you do what you can to make it sprout. Yet the harvest will disappear in the day of disease and incurable pain. Beware, you many nations massing together, those who make a commotion as loud as the roaring of the sea's waves. Beware, you people, making such an uproar, those who make an uproar as loud as the roaring of powerful waves. Though these people make an uproar as loud as the roaring of powerful waves, when he shouts at them, they will flee to a distant land, driven before the wind like dead weeds on the hills or like dead thistles before a strong gale. In the evening there is sudden terror. By morning they vanish. This is the fate of those who try to plunder us, the destiny of those who try to loot us. Second Chronicles chapter 28, verses 16 through 27. At that time, King Ahaz asked the king of Assyria for help. The Edomites had again invaded and defeated Judah and carried off captives. The Philistines had raided the cities of Judah and the foothills in the Negev. They captured and settled in Beth Shemeth, Ajalon, Gedaroth, Soko, and its surrounding villages, Timnah and its surrounding villages, and Gimzo and its surrounding villages. The Lord humiliated Judah because of King Ahaz of Israel, for he encouraged Judah to sin and was very unfaithful to the Lord. King Tiglath-Pileser of Assyria came, but he gave him more trouble than support. Ahaz gathered riches from the Lord's temple the royal palace, and the officials and gave them to the king of Assyria, but that did not help. During his time of trouble, King Ahaz was even more unfaithful to the Lord. He offered sacrifices to the gods of Assyria, whom he thought had defeated him. He reasoned, since the gods of the kings of Damascus helped them, I will sacrifice to them so they will help me. But they caused him and all Israel to stumble. Ahaz gathered the items in God's temple and removed them. He shut the doors of the Lord's temple and erected altars on every street corner in Jerusalem. In every city throughout Judah, he set up high places to offer sacrifices to other gods. He angered the Lord God of his ancestors. The rest of the events of Ahaz's reign, including his accomplishments from start to finish, are recorded in the scroll of the kings of Judah and Israel. Ahaz passed away and was buried in the city of Jerusalem. They did not bring him to the tombs of the kings of Israel. His son Hezekiah replaced him as king. 2 Kings chapter 15 verses 30 through 31. Hoshea, son of Elah, conspired against Pekah, son of Ramaliah. He assassinated him and took his place as king in the twentieth year of the reign of Jotham, son of Uzziah. The rest of the events of Pekah's reign, including all his accomplishments, are recorded in the scroll called the Annals of the Kings of Israel. 2 Kings chapter 17 verses 1 through 2. Hoshea's reign over Israel. In the twelfth year of King Ahaz's reign over Judah, Hoshea, son of Elah, became king over Israel. 
He reigned in Samaria for nine years. He did evil in the sight of the Lord, but not to the same degree as the Israelite kings who preceded him. 2 Kings chapter 18 verses 1 through 18. Hezekiah becomes king of Judah. In the third year of the reign of Israel's king Hosea, son of Elah, Ahaz's son, Hezekiah became king over Judah. He was 25 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 29 years in Jerusalem. His mother was Abi, the daughter of Zechariah. He did what the Lord approved, just as his ancestor David had done. He eliminated the high places, smashed the sacred pillars to bits, and cut down the Asherah poles. He also demolished the bronze serpent that Moses had made, for up to that time the Israelites had been offering incense to it. It was called Nehushtan. He trusted in the Lord God of Israel. In this regard, there was none like him among the kings of Judah either before or after. He was loyal to the Lord and did not abandon him. He obeyed the commandments which the Lord had given to Moses. The Lord was with him. He succeeded in all his endeavors. He rebelled against the king of Assyria and refused to submit to him. He defeated the Philistines as far as Gaza and its territories from the watchtower to the city fortress. Hosea chapter 1 through Hosea chapter 2 verse 1. Hosea chapter 1 beginning at verse 1. Superscription. This is the word of the Lord which was revealed to Hosea son of Beeri during the time when Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah ruled Judah and during the time when Jeroboam son of Joash ruled Israel. Symbols of sin and judgment. The prostitute and her children. When the Lord first spoke through Hosea, he said to him, Go marry a prostitute who will bear illegitimate children conceived through prostitution, because the nation continually commits spiritual prostitution by turning away from the Lord. So Hosea married Gomer, the daughter of Diblaim. Then she conceived and gave birth to a son for him. Then the Lord said to Hosea, Name him Jezreel, because in a little while I will punish the dynasty of Jehu on account of the bloodshed in the valley of Jezreel, and I will put an end to the kingdom of Israel. At that time, I will destroy the military power of Israel in the valley of Jezreel. She conceived again and gave birth to a daughter. Then the Lord said to him, Name her no pity, Lo Ruhamah, because I will no longer have pity on the nation of Israel. For I will certainly not forgive their guilt, but I will have pity on the nation of Judah. I will deliver them by the Lord their God. I will not deliver them by the warrior's bow, by sword, by military victory by chariot horses, or by chariots. When she had weaned, no pity, lo Ruhama, she conceived again and gave birth to another son. Then the Lord said, Name him not my people, lo Ami, because you are not my people, and I am not your God. The Restoration of Israel However, in the future, the number of the people of Israel will be like the sand of the sea, which can be neither measured nor numbered. Although it was said to them, You are not my people, it will be said to them, You are children of the living God. Then the people of Judah and the people of Israel will be gathered together. They will appoint for themselves one leader and will flourish in the land. Certainly, the day of Jezreel will be great. Hosea chapter 2 verse 1 Then you will call your brother, My people, Ami. You will call your sister, Pity, Ruhamah. Testament reading, Philemon chapter 1, verses 1 through 7. Salutation from Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus, and Timothy, our brother, to Philemon, our dear friend and co laborer, to Aphia, our sister, to Archippus, 
our fellow soldier. And to the church that meets in your house, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks for Philemon's love and faith. I always thank my God as I remember you in my prayers, because I hear of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints. I pray that the faith you share with us may deepen your understanding of every blessing that belongs to you in Christ. I have had great joy and encouragement because of your love, for the hearts of the saints have been refreshed through you, brother. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. God, I thank you. Thank you for your word, O God. There's some heavy readings in here about the judgment that you had reserved for Israel due to their disobedience, O God, and of course, the sinfulness of their king, also King Ahaz, and the way that he drew them away from singular devotion to you, O God, and lifted up and erected a share of poles and an idolatrous worship of other gods. And I pray, O God, that you would examine us in the ways that we stray from you, O God, the ways that we think, well, maybe if I go in this route, then maybe I'll get the help and maybe I'll get um, what it is that I desire because it seems that God, that you are either taking too long in our estimation, or it seems that maybe you're not on our side in our own estimation, which we know is not true. But I pray that you would help us, oh God, when we are in the thick of the weight and when the rubber meets the road, that you would help us not to stray to the left or to the right, but to keep our eyes set on you, oh God, and to keep Jesus Christ as the main thing in our lives, oh God, the main thing, the main thing. Help us to keep the main thing, the main thing, because there's a temptation to drift and to do other things and to do things in our own strength, God. And I pray that we wouldn't, Lord. I pray we wouldn't stray, oh God. And as I think about Hosea, and that you called him, oh Lord God, to marry a prostitute, to mirror the spiritual prostitution of your people who had strayed from you and went to serve other gods. Lord, help us, oh Lord, as we often are prone toward the same inclination, the same sin inclination. God, I thank you, though, that in your word, where you named, you know, the children that Hosea had with Gomer, Lord, I thank you that where you said that there's no pity and you named them not my people. I thank you, oh God, for the however. I thank you, oh God, for the buts in your word. I thank you for the ifs in your word, oh God. However, but and if typically when we are speaking human to human is usually, usually it has a negative connotation. Something negative follows the but. And the however, typically. God, I thank you, though, that in your word, however, on the other side of however, is always a promise, a promise of your faithfulness, a promise of your um, of your mercy and your compassion to relent from the judgments that we actually deserve. Thank you, oh God, that you will say and have said, you are my people. Thank you, oh God, that you do indeed have pity. Thank you for the however. Thank you for the buts. Thank you for the ifs in your word. And that we, if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray, God, you would hear our prayer. You would turn and heal our land. Would you help us, oh Lord God, to look to you? Would you help us to repent? Would you help us to have a humble posture, praying, trusting, oh God, in you to intervene with regard to every single one of our needs, oh God? And I thank you. I thank you that we are your people because of the sacrifice of your son, Jesus Christ. Help us to never forget that Jesus didn't come down from that cross. He stayed up 
He stayed up on that cross for me, for us. He didn't give up. He didn't let go. He didn't give in. Love kept him on that cross. Would you help us to bear our cross and that you would help us to carry our cross by your grace, through faith in Jesus Christ. I pray this in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus. Amen. Many Asian Americans know the pain of being called names that deny their humanity. Learning Our Names is a book written by a team of four Asian American InterVarsity staff workers who are East Asian, Southeast Asian, and South Asian, and who share how God uses their unique ethnic identities and experiences for His divine purposes. The book is even endorsed by basketball star Jeremy Lin, who says that the book was so encouraging to him in exploring how his identity shapes his faith. Get your copy today at ivypress.com. And as a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code, the word. That's promo code, the word at ivypress.com. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth's Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word, but doers. Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag GetInTheWord and hashtag TruthsTable. Saints, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. Get in the Word with Truth's Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee. Yeah.